Hello there, everyone. This is Spencer Michaud, and welcome to your weekly astrology forecast for the week of November 25th through December 1st. Uh, this week, we see Venus changing signs or ingressing into the sign of Capricorn, which is Saturn ruled, and we're going to be exploring the Two of Pentacles, which is the first decan of Capricorn that's associated with um, Capricorn One. Uh, we have a new moon in the first decan of Sagittarius at about four degrees Sagittarius on Tuesday, the 26th. So we'll talk about that a bit. And then uh, Neptune is going to be stationing direct on Wednesday at 15 degrees Pisces. So one of our outer planets is going to be making uh, its, its forward movement again. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, some of the themes that we may be experiencing and some of the uh, motion that we may be um, feeling a little bit more of a, an ability to, to move forward with instead of feeling like we're constantly reviewing something as a collective. Uh, we have a couple non-lunar aspects that are happening over Thanksgiving on Thursday the 28th. Uh, Mercury will be trining the newly direct Neptune. Venus will be trining uh, retrograde Uranus. And then on Saturday, Mercury will be making a sextile to Saturn. So those are our, our, our highlighted points for the week. Um, our essential dignities, we'll just dive right into it here. Uh, the sun is in the first decan of Sagittarius, where it has triplicity rulership in the daytime. So the sun being the, the daytime ruler of the fire signs. And it is in the terms of Jupiter from zero to 12 degrees. And that is a, a condition where when, a, you know, generally at the end of signs, we see a malefic bound lord. Uh, either Mars or Saturn, which can be a little bit of rough sailing at when a planet is moving through the end of a sign. Uh, so this is something where we've gotten some relief from the uh, sun being in the last degrees of Scorpio and moving into the first degrees of Sagittarius, where it's a little bit more of an uplifting place. It's, a, it's bound lord is a, is a benefic planet. So it is it generally is setting a curriculum that is a little bit easier to follow with um, some potentially less repercussions if you if you make a mistake. Uh, gen generally, Jupiter expects things to be um, expansive, to find wisdom, to be a bridge builder, uh, to use your integrity in 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 um in generally a positive fashion. So those are the things that are going to be helping to support our solar commanding energy for the week. Uh, Jupiter itself is going to be moving through the third decan of Sagittarius, where it is in its own temple or domicile. It is the triplicity ruler of the nighttime. So the sun was the triplicity ruler in the day for the fire signs, and Jupiter is the triplicity ruler for the fire signs at night, um, giving it an extra boost of, of, I guess, luck or wind in the sails, they, they would say. Um, it's just kind of uh, got some extra support, potentially from your, your community as well. So if you have a you know, figure out where Jupiter is, you may be getting an extra boost from having all the resources necessary, and you may be have access to a, a community of support right now as well. Um, Jupiter is going to be moving through the terms of Mars, though, at the, at the last degrees, 26 to 30 degrees of Sagittarius. So we do have just a few, um, a week or two here before Jupiter is going to change signs into Capricorn. I think actually about a week. So get while the getting's good when Jupiter is in Sagittarius, um, because Jupiter is going to be moving into its uh, fall in Capricorn, the Saturn-ruled sign of Capricorn. So it'll be a little bit more challenging to, to create some of the, the expansive 
dream building type of things when Jupiter is is in a in a place that it isn't as comfortable in. It's not impossible. It's just going to be a little bit more work. Um, so we may progress may feel more of like a slog when Jupiter moves into Capricorn. So uh, a lot of the forward momentum we might want to kind of you know access it while Jupiter is still in good shape. Saturn itself is in the second decan of Capricorn this week, where it is. Uh, has rulership by domicile, so it's its home sign. One of the cool things I've heard recently was talking about Saturn with being um, the Capricorn um, being everything that's inside of the wall, and Aquarius, uh, the traditional um, being traditionally ruled by Saturn, is everything that's outside of the wall. And I thought that was kind of a neat little anecdote. I'm not exactly sure where I heard it. it could have been from uh, a classmate in one of my classes, or potentially from my teacher, Adam Ellenboss, but um, I thought that was pretty cool and in a good way of thinking about Saturn uh, in its in its different um, temples. Saturn is also going to be in the terms of Venus this week from 14 to 22 degrees. So even though we are seeing some limitations happening, um, Saturn is going to be in the terms of a benefic planet. So uh, the the being graceful with the with the changes that you're trying to make with you know, kind of cleaning up the dirty things in life. And I think that's one of the themes that we're going to see with Venus moving into Capricorn as well. Um, we've got Venus associated with cleanliness and ritual. And Saturn, you know, with limitations, with decay, with um, the dirtier kind of experiences in life. So there's this this interesting um, balance between um, maybe going into the the decaying, rotting parts of our life and cleaning them up. I think that's one of the things that we may be focusing on in the next month or two here. Um, so Venus itself is going to be moving through the final degrees of Sagittarius at the beginning of the week where it is peregrine, which means it doesn't necessarily have any dignity. That's kind of a wanderer. So it's not a great, in great condition at the beginning of the week. It'll be in the terms of Mars from 26 degrees to 30 degrees. So again, we see that, that we have a malefic bound ruler, more of a tough teacher. It's like when you have this kind of, middle school teacher that was very strict um, and where the punishments were a little bit more severe if you if the etiquette wasn't followed properly. Um, but on um, Monday at 7.29 p.m., Venus is going to move into the sign of Capricorn where she has triplicity rulership uh, by day so because Venus was the daytime ruler of the earth signs. And she is going to be in the terms of Mercury from zero to seven degrees. So a, a little bit of a, an improvement for, for Venus, I think. Um, interestingly enough, both uh, Venus and um, the Sun recently went from being in the same sign as one particular host and then moving into another sign with their host. So this is something I'm going to share my screen here because I think this is kind of an interesting thing to explore. Um, so you can see that Venus in the very beginning of the week and for the last month or so has been in the same temple or sign as its host, Jupiter, excuse me, in the sign of Sagittarius. So it was able to be, be seated at the table with its host. Uh, does that make sense? This is kind of a thing where uh, when you are in the same sign as your host, the host has an awareness that you're there in the temple and, and is able to provide the types of resources that, that hopefully will be beneficial for that planet. Now, as we see uh, 
Venus move into Capricorn, it's going to be co-present with its host Saturn. So it's going to be a much different vibe for sure. Um, but it, it is definitely still going to get the resources that um, that it needs to kind of do Saturnian things and do to do Capricorn type of things, which are a little bit different. And we'll discuss we'll discuss that as we go. Uh, so that's one thing to consider as we're moving into the week here. Uh, and we we saw before that the Sun was co-present very briefly with its host Mars. Okay. And then when it moved into Sagittarius, it's co-present with its host Jupiter. So now we're experiencing this solar kind of boost from Jupiter, right? We've got like Jupiter providing all sorts of goodies for the sun, at least for another week or so until it moves into Capricorn. And then, you know, this, it's just a really interesting kind of thing to see a planet move into one domicile where it is co-present with a particular type of host. And then moving into a different sign where it's, it's still co-present with its host, but it's a very different energy. Um, so we had an improvement, I would say, with the sun. But we may be, um, you know, even though we're gaining some dignity with triplicity, I think that Venus would probably, uh, if I had to guess, it would probably prefer to be with, uh, <laughs> with a Jupiterian host rather than a Saturnian host. And we, we just saw at the very end of the week, actually I'm recording this as it's about to happen um, on Saturday evening, um, the Jupiter-Venus conjunction. So I haven't quite lived through the perfection yet, but as you are listening to this moving into the next week, uh, you will be able to reflect on the types of experiences that you may have had on, on Sunday um, the 24th when Jupiter and Venus came together or over the weekend in general. Um, generally, that should be a, a very positive thing, though, where you you are seeing some some real benefits coming to light uh, in the Sagittarian uh, ruled area of your chart. So check out your natal chart, um, look at where Sagittarius falls, which house it falls into, and reflect on if some you got some real benefit um, with that particular area of your chart. Um, I'm recording this at night because I've been at another swim meet and it went well uh, but you know it's kind of that jupiter venus energy and some improvements are being made and some positivity and hope for the future so it's kind of um you know a, a nice little boost i think the the venus jupiter i'd like to hear your venus jupiter stories i think that would be a really cool thing to see in the comments below in the video or in the, the soundcloud or however you're however you're listening today okay let's move on to mars Mars is is going to be still in its its domicile of uh, Scorpio, its nocturnal domicile, uh, where it has a, a ton of dignity. Um, last week we saw Mars moving from its exile into its domicile, um, and it, it's really uncomfortable in in Venus's sign of Libra, right? Uh, it was not given the types of resources that it desired to do Mars-like things, like asserting its will, um, you know, being very direct with our with our um, energy, uh, sustaining energy, um, being able to have a conflict without being passive aggressive. Now we're just aggressive aggressive, I guess, um, which you have to be careful of because it's a very strong Mars. Like this is a this is a time when um, if you get mad, you may you know be experiencing something where your anger is very powerful, and that's the other aspect that we experienced over this weekend was the the opposition of Mars and Uranus. So hopefully, uh, whatever benefit that you received from Jupiter and Venus coming together was enough to kind of uh, mitigate that 
Mars Uranus opposition that happened over the weekend as well. And again, if you have stories, I'd love to hear kind of like the the way that these two things played out in your life. It's always instructive to hear my clients or or you know people on the channel um, talking about how this happened in their life because you know that's how we do the best research is 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 reflecting on the experiences that we had. Okay. Uh, but Mars is still strong this week. It's in, It's got its own domicile rulership. It's the triplicity lord of the nighttime and the water signs. Uh, it is on its own terms from zero to seven degrees, and it's in its 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 own decanic ruler in the first decan of Scorpio. Um, so use that Mars energy to really push yourself forward if you have something that you want to move forward with in your life uh, that will take a lot of willpower or sustained energy. Uh, Mercury is going to be moving to the second decan of Scorpio still. Uh, it is picking up some speed after being retrograde and then moving forward, stationing direct. So we have a direct Mercury now. Uh, and it is in its own terms from 11 degrees to 19 degrees. So Mercury is setting the curriculum. It is playing by its own rules of etiquette. Uh, so, you know, communicating communication may be improved with Mercury in its own terms. Uh, we may still have a very penetrating insight while it work, moves through the uh, domicile of the scorpion. Um, and we may be able to, you know, it's, it's, Mercury is also going to be co-present with its host. So this is another condition where a planet is getting the resources from its host in uh, the sign that it, as it's, it's a guest in that house. So Mercury is a guest in Mars's uh, sign or Mars's temple or Mars's home in, in this particular week where Mars is in its own home. So Mercury is playing by Mars's, uh, well, is using Mars's resources, but is basically saying, okay, I'm going to use these martial resources, this energy, this willpower, this able to, this ability to cut or sever uh, or speed things up. But, I, but Mercury is able to set its own agenda, basically. It's saying, okay, I've got all these resources, but I'm using my own mercurial mind to set the agenda. So that's a positive condition, I think, for, for Mercury in general. Um, the moon is going to be moving through four signs this week. Uh, we're going to be starting off with the moon in Scorpio, which is its fall, uh, where the moon is basically not happy. It's at the bottom of the Wheel of Fortune. Um, not an awesome moon to start the week, uh, but it quickly improves. Mo the moon will move into Sagittarius, where it has rulership in the second decan. Uh, and the moon will be co-present with uh, Jupiter for, for a time, and that will be nice. That'll be a nice little aspect when the moon is applying um, or coming into its conjunction with Jupiter. Uh, the moon will then move into its exile uh, in Capricorn, where it does have triplicity rulership by the nighttime. The moon is the nocturnal ruler of the earth signs. So it's, a, it's got a little bit of dignity, but it's not a really comfortable position for the moon. And we'll be seeing the moon Saturn conjunction. So that's a that's a little bit of a different vibe. It's, it's very instructive though to, to feel the type of experiences and energy that you experience when the moon is making a conjunction with Jupiter in its own home sign and then in Saturn in its own home sign. It's like we get the the vision and then the limitations two or three days after one another. So it's kind of it's just a really, really interesting energy to see play out in real time. Um, and at the end of the week, the moon's going to be moving into Aquarius, where it is peregrine. Okay. So we're looking at Monday here, our chart. That's our essential dignity report. Um, we are starting the week off with a balsamic moon phase. And you can see that the distance between the sun and the moon 
is very small. Uh, the moon is roughly, you know, between about 10 to 10 to 15 degrees behind the sun right now as it, it is waning in light. It is losing its light. This is a great period of time for completing things, for letting go of stuff. Uh, this is the end of a lunar cycle. We're consolidating everything we've learned from this last um, month, basically, or lunar cycle, and getting ready for that brand new start. So, uh, you know, think back to what happened around the last new moon uh, about a month ago or so, and see what you've learned from that particular cycle. This was a, um, you know, it was, we were learning things in the Scorpio ruled area of our chart, and we're getting, getting ready for a new beginning in the Sagittarius ruled area of our chart. So very different vibe. Uh, hopefully, you've gone into the depths of your psyche or into the depths of your I don't know, your closets and clean some junk out and improve the feng shui in your house or something of that nature. And you're ready for the, a new Jupiterian-inspired new moon where hope, hope abounds, right? This will be a very hopeful new moon, I think. It doesn't, I'm not really seeing any aspects um, that give very negative testimony to this new moon too. So this is a, a fairly unimpeded Jupi, Ju, jovial new moon, Jupiter-ruled new moon. Okay, so that's kind of a, a pretty cool, pretty cool little thing that we're experiencing this week. Uh, on Monday in particular, the moon is going to be making a, a trine to retrograde Neptune at 3.28 a.m. So this is kind of a, maybe a last little ping from the moon to uh, Neptune as it is retrograde. Uh, and we're going to see Neptune turning direct over this week. So maybe there's something else that we have to review with our... Um, the, the dream uh, with the way that we are, you know, thinking about the the dreams or the illusions that we may have in our life. Maybe we're reviewing our connection to the transcendent, to uh, the divine, how we surrender in our life to, um, you know, maybe even like how we, uh, you know, numb ourselves out with poisons or some kind of like, uh, you know, escape, uh, the way that we use our escapism. Um, and th that's going to potentially have one more uh, review point before it moves forward again. So that's going to be very early in the morning on Monday. And this may be something you've experienced late Sunday night too. Uh, at 5.59 a.m., the moon's going to be making a sextile to Saturn. So uh, in, in our early morning, we may have a dream that we remember that is important, and then that'll help us to think about how to restructure our life, so to speak. Um, and then at 12.30 p.m., uh, the moon is going to be making a sextile to Pluto. So you can see these aspects that are happening here between the Scorpio moon and all of these Capricorn things. And this may be a little bit of a heavy, heavier mornings with, these, with this combination of of signs with Scorpio and Capricorn, both are feminine signs, both are a little bit more in, internally based, uh, where you, you may feel a little bit more introverted or reflective. Um, but this is, this is kind of an energy where we may be clearing the decks for something that is, wants to be born in the next moon cycle. So it's a really good time to just kind of tie up some loose ends in the morning, think about what you've learned, reflect on what you've learned, uh, try not to brood over it too much. This is one of the dangers, I think, of a Scorpio moon is we can get a little fixated on on some emotions. And you want to feel your feelings, but you want to process them and then let them go. So this may be part of the composting 
phase of the cycle that we're experiencing when we're just letting go of some old hurts or some old pains and getting ready for that new karmic impulse to come through uh, on Tuesday. The other big thing of the day on, on Monday is we are going to be seeing uh, Venus moving into the sign of Capricorn. Okay, I'm moving my chart here. And then here it is about 7.30 p.m. Okay, so see now Venus has left the sign of the archer, the Jupiter ruled sign of Sagittarius, and is now moving into the Saturn ruled um, temple of Capricorn. So Capricorn, of course, is a uh, cardinal earth sign. So this is something where we are moving from a mutable Venus uh, because Sagittarius was a double-bodied mutable sign, which had kind of qualities of both seasons, the qualities of fall and the qualities of winter. And we're, you know, firmly entrenched in the Venus's winter here, so to speak. So uh, some interesting things with Venus in um, Capricorn. Now I'm going to show you the card that, that came up with this. This is the, the two of pentacles and in it, you can see a figure that is juggling Okay, let me, let me stop my share for a second. So you can see a figure that is juggling two pentacles with uh, some, maybe some stormy seas in the background, which are implying journeys or, or ships that have gone either out to sail or coming back from, from a journey. Um, and this, this, this card is spoken about as, uh, it's called a headless body in 36 faces. And it's called Harmonious Change or just Change in Book T or the, or the Book of Toth. And one of the themes that was coming up as I was doing research for this was it talked about a desire, Venus, for new surroundings. One of the things that was associated with excuse me, the first decade of Capricorn was testing out where we want to plant our seeds or build our, our empire or our home or where we want to lay down roots, okay? So this is kind of about trying to make a decision and balancing out the pros and cons, I think, of, of making a change. So we may feel a desire to, to make a change, especially in the Capricorn-ruled area of our chart. Um, and, and look over to the Libra and Taurus-ruled areas of your chart as well, because those are going to be influenced by this because uh, Venus is going to be providing for those two um, temples from the sign of Capricorn. Now, it'll probably have a more direct line um, to um, a more harmonious direct line to the Taurus ruled area because it's, it witnesses that whole house by a trine. And it is going to be witnessing the uh, Libra ruled area of your chart via a square. So there may be a little bit more tension um, for Venus providing for the Libra ruled area of your chart. If I looked at, if I shared the screen again here. So for example, in this chart, this is a Cancer rising chart. So in this chart, Venus is going to be providing from the seventh house of relationships or relation to the public or through partnerships of all kinds to the fourth house of, of home, family, roots, uh, wherever we feel like we have an ancestral connection to something, and to the 11th house of groups and friendships. Um, money from the government or money from a boss or a superior is also a derived meaning from the 11th house, which is the second from the 10th, okay, being like the boss or like our, our actions out in the world. Um, so there's a, in this particular Cancer Rising chart, there is a, a more harmonious 
um, witnessing from Venus to uh, the sign of Taurus. Whereas it may be a little bit more challenging uh, providing for the fourth house. Doesn't mean it can't. It does witness it. it. It's not in a version. It's not in a blind spot, which would be a worse condition. But there may be a little bit of friction that happens providing for that area of your chart. And it may be due to the need to make a choice and the need to really weigh out where you really want to start building. Um, now, the interesting thing about this, too, is I spoke about this at the beginning of the video where Venus was associated with ritual cleanliness, um, letting things come to her, right? And when it is uh, co-present with Saturn, Saturn was something that composted things. It was father time. It was breaking things down. It also builded, built, built walls uh, and built structures. Um, and Saturn is in the second decan of Capricorn right now. Uh, which I believe was the, the three of pentacles where people were looking at a blueprint trying to build a pyramid or an ornate structure, something of that nature. So you may be getting uh, a little bit of a benefic boost uh, to that type of planning where it may be, uh, may be easier to harmonize some of the relationships that you need to put into place, the, the cooperation that you may need to build uh, the new structures within your life, Venus may be providing a little bit of a boost to that. Uh, she also may be cleaning up some of the difficult areas of your life uh, because she is the, um, the, the maid, so to speak, uh, or, the, you know, she, she's kind of like uh, in a temple now with associated with dirt and grime. And she's like, hey, you know what, this is kind of... Um, crappy. Uh, maybe I should beautify this a little bit. So there's, there's a, it's kind of a strange, strange bedfellows here, but, uh, but maybe you might see that area of your life get a little bit of a, a harmonious, um, you know, ability to make those Saturnian changes and to, to deal with those limits. It may be a little bit easier to do that with Venus hanging out there as well. Um, I believe that of the Venus-Saturn conjunction um, is reflected in, which I don't know is going to happen this week. I think it's going to take a, a week or two before that happens, but we're moving towards that. Um, I believe that Marie Kondo, the, uh, the tidying expert from Japan, had a Venus-Saturn conjunction, um, I think, where Venus was uh, ex uh, in its own domicile of Libra and Saturn was exalted. I could be incorrect with that, but I, I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly, she has a, a very prominent Venus-Saturn connection in her chart. And you can see where she's literally going into you know, places where people have hoarded trash their entire life and made it this joyful, harmonizing, you know, magical experience. So we may have something kind of reflected with that where we're going into a very difficult area, but we're finding the ability to, to take pleasure in it. Um, so look out for that this week. That, that's, our, that's our big planetary ingress um, for, for this particular week. Okay, as we move forward in the week, let's take a look at uh, Tuesday. Bing, 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 bing. Okay, there's Tuesday. Tuesday the 26th. Uh, this, the, the, really the only perfecting aspect we see is the new moon. Um, and if I go forward one more hour here, you can see that the new moon is happening at about four degrees of Sagittarius 
here we see the sun and the moon coming together. New moons are always when the sun and the moon come together in the same sign and can join with one another. Um, remember, the Hellenistic authors thought of the any type of connection that the moon has within 15 degrees of a conjunction on either side of the sun or an opposition at a full moon as being a weakening condition for the moon. So uh, even though we may be getting a new karmic seed or a karmic impulse, it, it may uh, take a little while for it to take root and we may feel a little, um, I don't know, potentially uh, worn out. I mean, the, the, the moon was associated with the body. Um, we're just kind of like a brand new baby getting, you know, remember when, when Mercury went into its Kazemi phase and I compared it to someone taking to their sick bed and then finally like being reborn in the furnace of the sun. It's kind of similar thing with the moon. It's, it's getting that lunar, I'm sorry, it's getting that solar burst of vitality, but then it still has to like gain some momentum as it moves out of the beams of the sun. So that may be the first couple of days of that. It may be just a little bit like, like we're really trying to get over the inertia of the new, the new impulse that's coming through. Um, but let's talk about that first decan of Sagittarius. So we've got this uh, Eight of Wands card that is associated with the first decan of Sagittarius, which was associated with movement, with speed, okay? With, um, it was a Mercury-ruled decan. So Mercury was the, the winged messenger, bringing things uh, with winged feet, uh, and it moved very quickly. Uh, it, it's also in the terms, this new moon is going to be in the terms of Jupiter. So we've got this kind of Jupiter-Mercury flavor. Um, and that's an interesting dichotomy between those two as well, because uh, Jupiter likes things to be um, big and grandiose, and Mercury is focused more on some details and, and the small. So we may have a, a combination of those two things happening with this. Now, the, the Jupiter influence with this is very strong, though, because both of these planets are going to be hanging out with their host, Jupiter, um, who is still in Sagittarius for, for a week or so more. Um, and this is a great time to set new goals, new long-term goals, to use the vision and start to really take action on, on a dream that you may have had. And it's going to be supported with Neptune moving forward as well. And we'll talk about that as we get to Wednesday. Um, the first decade of Sagittarius I've learned from Austin Coppock's work was, you know, about, it was called the poisoned arrow. And it was, it was kind of the quality of needing to choose a, a target wisely, lest you become a, a host vehicle for somebody else's dream or a parasite of some sort. So we, we need to kind of have enthusiasm towards our own dreams or, or, you know, potentially supporting someone else's dream that we really believe in. But we have to kind of pick something and, and move towards it. If we, if we don't use the bow, uh, which is the, you know, the body, right, for the dream, uh, the vehicle to propel it forward, uh, we, we're just a limp stick, right? And, and we may become, uh, you know, subject, subjugated to somebody else's um, dream or somebody else's desires or wants. So I think it is important this week uh, to set intentions. I know that it's, it's kind of a cliche to like, oh, set all the intentions at the new moon and things like that. And I think that that is important. Um, I tend to, I'm leaning more towards um, what my, my astrology teacher likes to say is you're getting kind of a, just a new assignment um, from the universe at the new moons. But with this one in particular, I think it is 
important to be a little bit more active and participatory with it um, because of that very young energy that we're going to be experiencing with a fire sign, a masculine fire sign of Sagittarius that needs to have a particular goal that you resonate with to be able to, to move forward. Okay. Um, that is the new moon. And like I said, check it out. There's really not a lot of aspects going on with this new moon. Really, the main aspect that we see is that this new moon is squared to Neptune and Pisces, but we've been experiencing that energy for quite some time. So it, I guess it is still important not to get uh, too um, idealistic about whatever your goal is. I would try to keep one foot on the ground uh, because you may find that you're, you're, you're really getting overwhelmed with some, you may bite off a little more than you can chew. So it is important to really use that nice Venus and Saturn and Capricorn energy to be, you know, realistic and about what your limitations really are. It doesn't mean you have to like um, get depressed about it. Uh, this is the thing where inspiration is really important. Um, I just listened to an awesome uh, treatment of uh, Sagittarius by by Adam. You know, I really love listening to his stuff. If you haven't checked out his channel, Nightlight Astrology, just a really wise dude, and I really appreciate what I've learned from him. And one of the things I picked up this week was uh, talking about Sagittarius as um, being that 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 sign that is um, waning in light to the winter solstice. So there's this kind of this this releasing of light to the winter solstice. And then, but also it's Jupiter ruled. So there's this hopefulness. So there's this kind of dichotomy of this, like going into the darkest period of year and then, but also ha having the inspiration to pick yourself up off the, the floor. I, I believe he compared it to a, a heroic figure who had all the skills and the talents, but had some kind of substance problem. And then, but finally got inspired by a vision that they wanted to achieve. And I think that that really works with this new moon too, is um, maybe you, you know, have an area of your life like the Sagittarian area of your life where um, maybe you aren't at the top of the wheel of fortune or the totem pole, but perhaps there is some spark of inspiration that inspires you to really take action and to create movement within that area. And that's really going to be supported with this new moon in the first decade with its host Jupiter co-present. All right. So Wednesday the 27th, let's move forward. Bing, 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 bing. That's my, mo that's my little sound effect. Bing, 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 right? <laughs> so now we're looking at uh, Wednesday the 27th. We're still in that new moon phase. Uh, I got an, a really interesting, um, another thing, like I've been taking Adam's advanced class advanced Hellenistic astrology, nightly astrology year two. And we were talking about moon phases after listening to another brilliant astrologer, a student of Demetra George's, um, Alex Garrett, uh, who gave a talk on the lunation cycles. And um, she was talking about the eightfold divisions of the moon cycle, which the new moon is part of each 45 degree section. And we discussed that in class a little bit. And um, Adam says that he uses a little bit more of a um, fourfold kind of ex experience with the moon. Not that the eightfold um, path of the moon is, isn't relevant, it is, but we can see it from multiple different perspectives. 
the eightfold path is part of the fourfold division. And, you know, with this new moon to the first quarter moon, the moon is gaining in light. It's trying to gain traction. It's really trying to get out of the inertia of, of the new cycle. Um, it's kind of like you got this new idea, but you're trying to figure out how am I going to really put this into action? And that's what we're experiencing in the beginning of the week here. Um, the moon is going to be making a square to retrograde Neptune at 6.38 a.m. We talked about that, this new moon making a square. Uh, but it's going to be coming out of its um, bond at, oh, I don't know, what is it here? Right about here, okay? See how it's 15 degrees away from the sun? Uh, that's about 1.50, roughly 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's finally going to escape the bond um, with, the, with the sun and kind of be out from under the beams and maybe gain a little bit of strength. Um, our, our ideas may come to light a little bit more and not be hidden within the furnace of the sun. Um, so pay attention to the afternoon uh, as to the next steps. You may be, the next step of the journey may be revealed as the moon makes its escape from the beams. All right, the other thing happening this, uh, on this particular day is Neptune is stationing direct at 15 degrees of Neptune. You can see now in my astral gold chart, uh, Neptune's degrees are now black instead of red, red representing the retrograde here. And uh, this, is, this is kind of a cool um, association with the, the Nine of Cups is the second decan of, of Pisces, where it's been hanging out for quite some time. And this, this decan was called happiness um, or wish, like the fulfillment of wishes. This is where uh, we see a satisfied or, or potentially a smug figure with his hands folded with nine cups of, of fulfillment behind him where maybe he's achieved something or he's thinking about you know, ways to you know, maintain his, his abundance of some sort. Um, so I think with this particular area of the Zodiac and with Neptune going direct, we may have gotten some reality checks with the dream. And potentially we were reviewing um, how we wanted to move forward with our grand Jupiterian visions. You know, you know, Neptune is in the sign of Jupiter, the Jupiter nocturnally ruled sign of Jupiter with Pisces. Um, so there's been a relationship with, with Jupiter and Neptune with, with, via a square, but it's a square with its host. So, you know, we've been, you know, potentially having some illusion that we've had to work through, but on a whole, I would say we've still probably had a pretty expansive experience in the past few months. Um, that may get really jump-started uh, in this last week of the month as Jupiter is going to be you know, moving through the last week of Sagittarius and Neptune will be moving direct. So we may make some progress in this last week before Jupiter changes signs. We may see kind of the, maybe the fruition of that dream that we've been kind of reviewing and trying to, you know, get rid of any uh, unrealistic expectations, we may start to see what is actually possible this week with, with Neptune going direct. Um, there is a, a possibility with Neptune to, to, to fall prey to some false truths or to tricksters or things like that as well. Um, but I think in general, Neptune's probably in better shape going direct than it would be retrograde. So uh, an improvement in the quality there. We may be a little bit more able to connect with our dream, with the divine, to surrender to the divine 
will uh, with Neptune going direct rather than feeling potentially stuck with a dream that we've been really longing for. Okay. As we move into Thursday, which in America is Thanksgiving Day. Um, I like this holiday. Uh, it is, I consider it more of a, a an eating day. <laughs> I'm a Taurus moon and a Cancer sun, so uh, I like Thanksgiving. Um, I do realize that there's, you know, some challenges around the way that it started and celebrating uh, potentially the celebration of genocide definitely throws some some cold water on the uh, beginning of the holiday and how it started and what we may be celebrating. Um, paying due, all due respect to that, uh, man, I really like to eat though. And I, I live with a, um, an amazing chef and I look forward to this kind of thing each year. Maybe what I, what I choose to celebrate at this time of year is being together with your family and sharing a meal. Um, maybe we think about it as a celebration of Jupiter. We're really, this is really a Jupiterian uh, type of holiday where we are, you know, it's, it's very abundant. Um, you can see like we're just, it's almost indulgent, right? This is, and <laughs> with Jupiter in its own sign and Thanksgiving Day uh, and with Mercury trining Neptune and um, the moon, the moon, <laughs> I'm just curious about this because the moon is going to be uh, making a conjunction to Jupiter very early in the morning on Thanksgiving Day. So we may be planning this gigantic meal, right? And then as, as the moon moves into Capricorn, it's exile or it's fall, we may get a little bit of a reality check about our limitations about what we can actually stuff into our face. This may be the, the, um, the planning period may be grandiose, and then the actual day may be a little bit more sober, uh, is my feeling for Thanksgiving this year. We may have these big plans where we're going to do all these huge things. And uh, my, my advice to you is maybe do some cooking beforehand because things might not turn out as awesome as they potentially could because the moon is moving into its exile for most of that day. So do some pre-cooking and then maybe heat it up or something like that. <laughs> I think that might work out better. And Practice portion control. I think that's another thing. Uh, Venus is going to be trying Uranus on this day. Uh, and that may be a, a kind of a, um, it could be where your eyes get a little bit bigger than your stomach too. I think with that, you may, you know, you, you have a desire nature that is uh, coming in contact with uh, something unexpected. Um, so be careful with that. Uh, and the moon is going to be making a conjunction to Venus as well in the afternoon. So very early in the morning, like I said, Mercury is going to be trining Neptune, uh, which may lead to a, a little bit of an intuitive quality. Uh, a, they're both in water signs, uh, Mercury in, in Scorpio here at 15 degrees, and then Neptune at uh, 15 degrees of Pisces. So that is a positive testimony between those two planets. We may be having a beautiful dream. We may be uh, having some real intuition on how to make a beautiful gathering with the people that we love and care about and just be careful of you know not getting lost and being over idealistic about how it's supposed to turn out there's a lot of times when with these holidays a lot of times we get disappointed because we 
we expect it to be one way and it turns out a different way, especially if we have um, complicated familial relationships. Sometimes we always envision things going well or reconciling or, you know, it can be easy to get into, you know, an argument or something like that. Or potentially there's some of us out there that maybe don't have family that we get along the greatest with and maybe we feel some loneliness around that and and um, hopefully that you have some people that you can reach out to if, if that is the situation that you have or if you feel estranged from any of your family it, it does happen it goes in cycles and um, maybe if there's one holiday that you potentially have to sit out because of circumstance maybe there there will be another one soon that where you can find a find joy in that um, so I hear you. If you if that's you out there, uh, I'm thinking about you. And uh, you know, leave a comment in the, in the in the uh, the YouTube, and we'll we'll converse, and I'll I'll tell you some stories. Maybe we can reminisce about Thanksgiving past or or Thanksgiving future if the present one isn't isn't necessarily um, going the way that we want it to. Uh, okay. So, like I said, very early in the morning, the moon is going to be conjoining Jupiter and Sagittarius before. Uh, it's switching signs into Capricorn at 7.33 a.m. Uh, Venus is going to be trining retrograde Uranus at 1.26 p.m. This could be kind of like the, 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 the dinner table conversation where people start talking. This is what happens at Thanksgiving. You got all sorts of people that don't see each other for a long period of time, and the discussion inevitably goes to something weird or uncomfortable. You know, Uncle... Uncle Jack starts talking about politics and people disagree. And I would just say just be careful because the, what, you, um, uh, what you desire, what you like, or your aesthetic may be very different from the people around you. Now, it is a trying, so that is a, a positive testimony. It still could be a little bit of a disruptive influence, though, uh, especially with the moon and Capricorn. There may be a little bit of uh, feelings where we, we get like stuck in our in the coldness or in our, in our own position, in our own earthy, grounded position, um, and we don't want to budge. There may be some stubbornness around that. Um, so be careful of that kind of dinner table conversation happening over Thanksgiving. That's just a good warning in general for any of these holidays. Uh, but, you know, with, with some of these aspects, uh, it may be, you know, more important to, to think about that. Um, there's really not a ton of harsh aspects this Thanksgiving which is good. I mean, I think that it, to me, it, it feels like it's going to be a fairly decent, fairly decent holiday week. Um, we are seeing a conjunction of the moon to Venus at 1.43 p.m. and then a sextile from the moon to Mars in the evening. Uh, and then the moon is going to be conjoining the south node of the moon right here, okay, at eight degrees of Capricorn. So this is kind of a, an interesting you know, placement too. Um, you know, South Node associated with the disembodied, uh, well, the, the, the severed body of the dragon uh, that was processing old things. So maybe when the moon <laughs> conjoins the South Node, you've eaten too much and you're like, oh boy, you know, I got to process all this food, you know, and the moon is going to be going through that, you know, <laughs> I don't know releasing you know some things so maybe if you've eaten too much you're digesting it's literally the 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 anus of the universe so uh you can infer into that what you will uh but i like the 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 combination of 
of the moon, the body coming in contact with the, the great digesting, you know, anus of the universe at the end of our Thanksgiving holiday. Wow, isn't astrology beautiful? <laughs> like, and by beautiful, I mean, you know, sometimes it's wonderful and other times it's like, ew, like astrology. Uh, so anyway, uh, so moving into Friday the 29th, still moving through the moon in Capricorn. Uh, the moon's going to be sextiling Neptune at 12.40 p.m. Uh, at 15 degrees of Capricorn and Pisces. It's going to have a conjunction with Neptune. Again, another purging aspect. So maybe we're having the hangover uh, after Thanksgiving Day um, and we are kind of you know, sleeping it off. This is also, I believe, Black Friday, um, which is a holiday that I, I absolutely despise. I will just, I'll, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. I think it's uh, a gross display of you know, excessive capitalism and I will never go out during it. Uh, I'm already pretty like hermetic or, or hermit and people rushing around and fighting each other for a big screen tv or like to get a few dollars off of something um really bothers me and you know i, I understand on some level you want to do something nice for your family and it may be easier to afford it if you get it on sale but uh, it's just not my thing so if it's your, th your thing that's cool we'll agree to disagree um but I always hide. <laughs> like, that's a Friday, Black Friday is time when I'm like, okay, this is the one time of year I am not going outside of the house. Uh, see you later. <laughs> I'm not going to near a store on that day. If I'm going to do my shopping, it's going to be after that or before that. Um, okay. But just, just be, be kind to one another would be my suggestion. Uh, and Black Friday, if that's something that you do. Like I've seen all these videos of people you know, Heismaning each other to, to get to stuff. And, and, you know, it's just stuff, you know, really what you're trying to, to achieve by that um, is making somebody happy. And I think that, uh, I think there's a lot of ways to make people happy during the holidays. Sometimes it's just, you know, that really it is the thought that counts. And like, I think that spending that time together and, you know, one of the things that I like about Capricorn is learning to come to terms with your limitations. I think it's a real interesting way of looking at the holiday season, especially in America, where the lead up to it is Sagittarius, where you have more, 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 everything, action, action, action. Uh, there's holiday music blaring everywhere. Everybody's relentlessly positive in these, uh, but it can be a little bit overwhelming. I'm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the mall and like I, I don't like going to those places and especially during the holiday season I'd much rather do my shopping online or or make something for people I know I'm kind of that that guy uh, but, um, but yeah I think that it's really what's fascinating to me is to see all the Sagittarian quality happening but then the the, the solemnness that we experience when when Christmas actually comes around if that's the holiday that you celebrate. Uh, you know, and I think that there's a, a calming that happens around that and that you have kind of the, uh, you know, I don't know, the, it's, it's definitely more of a Saturnian feeling. And I think it's important to go back and study some of the, some of the more uh, historical rituals of these holiday seasons too, because the, the winter solstice was the return of the light, right? 
So we, we, this is why we have the, the goal and intention setting of the new year is because we're, we're really kind of seeing the, the birth of the, of the kind of the sun again. It, it's got it, gotten to its lowest point and then it's starting to rise up again in the sky, uh, you know, if, in its daily motion. And uh, I like setting intentions on the winter solstice. We're not quite there yet, but uh, I think that's, that's, my, that's my new year, so to speak. So uh, just think about the balance between those two and try not to overdo it, um, especially with uh, the new moon and everything and the, the square to Neptune. Um, there really is a, a, a way to celebrate this holiday without losing your integrity. And so I, I would preach balance. All right, end of my soapbox, <laughs> end of my Grinch, Grinch speech. Um, yeah, I've always had a little bit of a, a Grinch about holiday stuff. Uh, you know, I come from a, a family, one part of my family, I came up from a kind of a split household, and one part of my family was a little bit more solemn about the holiday. The other side of my family was very like, we're going to decorate like crazy and like everything's, you know, candy and holiday lights. And it's just like, oh, oh boy, okay. You know, uh, and <laughs> so, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's Friday. Uh, Saturday, the 30th, the moon's going to be moving into Aquarius. And we're going to be seeing the beginning of our eightfold crescent phase, which is between 45 degrees and 90 degrees of the the of the moon being ahead of the sun. The last really aspect that we have that's non-lunar is going to be the Mercury sextiling Saturn at 1.12 a.m. on Saturday. So late Friday, moving into early Saturday, we're going to get this kind of sobering influence. Maybe we're waking up from the food coma and seeing that, oh boy, we've got the holiday shopping to do, right? Or we've got work to do before that winter solstice, right? Maybe we've got some some loose ends to tie up at the end of the year. A lot of the time, this is a time where, you know, we're trying to figure out our, you know, how we're going to do our taxes for the year or something like that, or, or you know, tying everything up on, on a bow for 2019. And this may be a good time to start thinking uh, seriously and having serious discussions about uh, what your what kind of intentions you're going to set when that when that new solstice comes around and what kind of things that you're going to you know, be releasing as you move forward towards that, uh, towards that Capricorn new start, right? I, this is really interesting. Before I started studying astrology, I really never thought of Capricorn like that. Never really thought of it as a, as a new start of the year. And, and we always kind of think of spring as the beginning of things, but really you can really trace a lot of our, um, you know, the things that we're working through in our lives back to this kind of Capricorn start. And it's really starting at the bottom. This is one of the things with Capricorn is you get these stories of rags to riches where you're really starting at the very bottom of the, the totem pole or, or the bottom of the wheel of, of fortune and working your way up through very Saturnian hard work, through necessity, through doing the things that you don't want to do, through showing up day after day and grinding through it. And this is something where we really see, you know, this Capricorn energy happening where you're starting at the very bottom and, and you're gaining in, in strength as you go along. And I think this is probably one of the things that where astrologers will talk about Capricorn and kind of aging backwards too, because, you know, you, when a lot of these folks start out in hardship, uh, that, can, that can make you appear old when you're young. Uh, if you're starting out with, with lack and with, uh, 
boundaries and barriers to the things that you want in life that may give you a little bit of more of a sober perspective when you're a young person. And as you achieve more things, you may become more lighthearted because achieving things and, and getting out of the negative circumstance can be inspiring and you may inspire others through that. And that can have a, a youthful quality to it when you're feeling the satisfaction of achieving those goals, your, your enthusiasm can be contagious. Um, so that's something to consider as we're moving into Saturday and, and into the winter solstice. Winter solstice, though, is I think that we are, this Sagittarian period is a period of release. So, so I know that this is all about gain and gain and gain, but that's what's always felt super strange to me. This is why I feel this disconnect. To me, this is a time of year where we're supposed to be going internal and we're supposed to be reflecting on things and we're supposed to be releasing everything that we've gained over the course of the year. And just the rampant like materialism, just it, just, it does not resonate with me. Uh, the, the going out and like super being super active and like trying to, to get more, more, more. Uh, this is a time where we're, we should be doing some fall cleaning and releasing everything that we've, you know, that we've you know attained that uh, that we have accumulated maybe it's old ideas maybe it's old things you know the, the the earth is going through at least in the northern hemisphere a period of consolidation it's a period of uh, dormancy and I, I think that i want you to reflect on that this this week is is how do you survive in a culture that is does not necessarily acknowledge those cycles of dormancy and then growth, but is constantly pushing the narrative of endless growth. Because I think that that's something that I, f I feel just very strongly at this time of the year. And maybe you do too. And I want to hear your opinion on that uh, in the comments below. Like, let's, let's start a discussion this week on that, if that's something that you feel as well. And maybe if you want to, you know, do, do the holiday season well, set some time aside for reflection. Set some time aside for visioning. Set some quiet time aside. It doesn't have to be all lights and music and, you know, action all the time. Give yourself permission to do less. Give yourself permission to release any guilt that you might feel for not feeling super energetic or having to do everything for everyone all the time. Generosity is something that is a good quality, but feeling obligated towards that generosity, that's just manipulation and, that, that, and that's, that's unhealthy. So I think that when you, with this holiday season, do it because you want to, not because you feel obligated to. And you don't have to go beyond your means. I think a lot of people feel a lot of pressure at this time of the year to do something nice for other people. And I think that there's a lot of ways that you can show your gratitude and do nice things for people. Potentially, this could be just calling a friend and offering your time. Remember that we have those different love languages. Only a fifth of the population has gifts as a love language, right? Um, so there's, there's other love languages. Those other love languages could be quality time. Those other love languages could be a, a sense of touch. Maybe you give somebody an extra hug at this point of time if that's their love language. The love language could be acts of service. Maybe you volunteer. 
Maybe you do something nice for somebody where you uh, alleviate their burden through something, some task that they don't want to do. Maybe you can help with the dishes a little bit more, something like that. Um, I don't remember what the fifth one was. What was the fifth one? I don't know. Let me know. But there's, like I said, there's other ways to express your gratitude in the ways that you care about someone rather than rampant uh, materialism and, and, and capitalism. Not that I'm a, a socialist or anything like that, or, or I mean, I may have tendencies towards uh, sharing, um, but I think that there's, there's a balance to be struck by with, with this during this season. Okay, uh, last aspect that we have on Saturday is the moon making a square to retrograde Uranus um, from the sign of Aquarius at 9.38 p.m. And then into Sunday, we're going to be continuing that crescent moon phase, uh, Aquarius moon, and then we're going to see a square from the moon in Aquarius to uh, Mars and Scorpio at 8 degrees in the very early hours of the morning. Um, and then the last aspect of the week is a sextile with the moon to the sun in Sagittarius. So really, this weekend is kind of a, a throttle, potentially a throttling down, hopefully, um, from some of the activity at the end of the week. Maybe if you had to go out into the world and fight the hordes to get the things on sale. Maybe this is a time to like take a break and to rest over the weekend. Um, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on it. The sun's in Sagittarius. So you're getting an unfiltered, like uh, an unfiltered, like, you know, thought. Uh, and maybe it's, you know, like I said, maybe it's a little soapboxy uh, and maybe it may not be your value system. And, and I respect that too, but that's my truth. And, and that's kind of uh where I fall on, on that spectrum and uh, I'll own it. And it's just, I'm giving you something to think about this week, I think. Looking ahead, uh, the week of December 12th to the 8th, big changes. Uh, the biggest change really uh, is the uh, outer planet, um, well, the outer planet, the, the superior planet outside the orbit of the sun. Jupiter is going to be changing from its home domicile of Sagittarius into its fall in Capricorn, the Saturn ruled sign of Capricorn. So a big shift happening on, on December 2nd. So try to do as much of the Jupiter stuff as you can um, without overdoing it <laughs> because you, the, the bill may come due uh, around the beginning of December. And I think that's something to consider is, is the resources that you thought you had to spend money on Christmas or something like that or the holiday season. Um, you may experience a lack. And so I think it's really important to realize that the, the planet of abundance is about to enter the temple of limitations. So you're going to get a rude awakening if you overdo it with this Jupiterian energy um, in the beginning of December. And we'll talk about that next week and, and maybe some of the, the ways we can navigate that gracefully. Uh, we will have a first quarter moon uh, next week, which is a, the, the square between the sun and the moon, which can be a little bit of a crisis point. And then non-lunar aspects for that week, Mercury is going to sextile uh, Pluto, uh, Venus is going to sextile Mars, and the Sun is going to be making a square to Neptune, uh, and then a little sextile from Venus to Neptune. So that's what's going to be happening in the next week. I hope that you found this beneficial. I apologize if I went off on a little bit of my Christmas <laughs> Grinch rant, um, but I just, being someone who uh, has some challenges with crowds in general, um, and with noise and sensory stuff, it's just kind of my own personal nightmare, like the holiday shopping season. 
Um, so you probably won't see me at a mall near you, but uh, I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving and appreciate what you do have, even if it isn't uh, everything that you expected. If you aren't, you know, be, being able to see every single um, relative that you want to, or if the meal isn't as abundant as you, you may have had in your vision, just try to find some gratitude for what, what you do have and the relationships that you do have. And I think that's a really good place to be at with this is to just find a way to uh, appreciate what you have rather than what you don't. Remember Mars was in that first decade of Scorpio with the five of cups. And if, if you're mourning the three spilled cups, all you have to do is turn around to see that there's those two uh, filled cups behind you that you still have. And really being able to shift that perspective is really important, I think, at this time of year. Okay, that's what I've got, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Uh, make sure that you like this video and subscribe to the channel if you aren't already or share with your friends. And uh, if you want to support my work, I do have a Venmo link there um, to make a donation or a PayPal me account. I always appreciate when people are supporting the work that I do here. I do most of this for free. So if you, you want to chip in, that is always appreciated. And uh, yeah, I'll see you the next time and have a great holiday season. Take care. Bye, everyone.